Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of parents abandoning their own kid. But first, a story from Broken Dreamer 1997, an entitled father tried to get me kicked out of the store for having big breasts. So, the only reason why the entitled parent in this story didn't go to prison was because I was 18 at the time, but the fact that this happened the way it did still pisses me off. So when I turned 18, I started working at a call center and often walked around the city a lot in order to avoid my toxic mother. Yes, I know what you're thinking, but I was safe and always had a form of self-defense. I was young, but not stupid. Anyways, that year, I experienced another growth spurt and went from a C cup to a double D cup, and I was getting a lot of weird looks in public. As much as I hate to say it, I was pretty young and naive. So, I never thought it was because of the way my body changed, but I prefer to keep my distance from people. One day, I decided that I was going to go to Walmart so that I could pick out some yarn for a crochet project I wanted to work on while at work. We were allowed to crochet as long as we didn't avoid the calls that were automatically answered on our systems. While I was checking out the yarn, I noticed a kid who looked like he was 13 or 14 standing at the end of the aisle watching me. Thanks to my history of getting bullied and beaten up, I immediately grew cautious and started debating if I wanted to get my yarn here or go to the Hobby Lobby across the parking lot. Before I could make a decision, an adult man came up and started leading the sun off. So I started to relax and think that I was overreacting. That is, until the entitled dad came back. He said, Excuse me, but where did you get the implants? They look so real. I say, Excuse me? I was really embarrassed and shocked and I was already getting creeper vibes from this guy. He says, Your implants. He waves his hand in front of my chest and gets uncomfortably close to me. Where did you get them? I was at a loss for words and didn't know if he was serious or just being a creep overall. At this moment, the kid came up and poked at my right breast and I instinctively smacked his hand away, not caring that he was a kid. I said, excuse me, but you really shouldn't do that, especially to a woman. It's not polite and it's considered sexual assault and harassment. The entitled dad immediately got mad at me and started screaming at me to not touch his son. He said that it was my fault and that if I didn't want attention like this, then I should keep my fun bags put away. I was in tears and looking around for an escape, especially since the more the entitled dad yelled at me, the closer he got to me. He started telling me that there was no way they were real and that he needed to feel them to know for sure. He even told me that I needed to let the entitled son touch them so he could learn the difference between implants and real ones. Remembering the fact that I had my pepper spray in my bag for any occasion where I needed to defend myself, I usually had a knife too, but that seemed a bit extreme in the heat of the moment, I pulled the can of pepper spray and told them both to step back and get away from me. At this point, an employee turned the corner, having heard us yelling, and saw me holding the pepper spray. He freaked out and called for a manager before coming up and yelling at me, demanding to know what I was doing. 
Thanks to me being in tears, the entitled dad was able to butt in and started lying to the employee that I was seducing his son and pulled my pepper spray out when the entitled dad had tried to come to the son's rescue. The entitled son immediately started agreeing with the entitled dad and the employee was already saying that he was going to call the police while the entitled dad demanded that me and my big breasts get kicked out of the store. Thankfully, at that second, one of my co-workers, a big burly guy who often gave me a ride at night after hearing that I took the taxi home at night because my mother refused to teach me to drive, rounded the corner, leading a manager right to the mess. The manager demanded that everyone shut up and calm down, and when we had, he turned to me and asked my side of the story. I told them how the entitled dad insisted that I needed to let them feel my chest to see if they were real and how it already explained I wasn't comfortable and didn't want their attention. The entitled dad backtracked on his story and tried to defend himself and the entitled kid, saying it was all for educational purposes and lied that I'd agreed beforehand. This is when my coworker got mad and pointed at the camera at the end of the aisle, reminding them that it would have caught everything. The entitled dad and entitled kid both went silent for a moment before making a break for the exit. The manager took off after them, yelling at them to stop, and my coworker berated the employee for threatening me the way he did. Of course, the entitled dad and kid got away, but the employee was fired, and I never went back to that store by myself per my friend's request. Please teach your sons to respect women and don't harass women. Plenty of us are insecure of our bodies and don't want the attention our bodies attract. And we appreciate it if you don't make things worse for us. Also, never assume that a woman's body is fake or that you're entitled to touch it. The more you think about everything that went on in this story, the worse this whole thing gets. From all the actions that this dad thought were okay or that they could get away with, to teaching their son these things, to actively, almost seemingly playing in part with the son on these things. It makes you think that this thing sounds kind of like a rehearsed behavior, like they're going around just doing this stuff to other women. Would you guys agree with me that the security camera footage should be pulled and sent to the police and reported as soon as possible? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Numerous Decision 15, Karen Mum Wants to Sue, Part 2. First, I'm going to provide context. Two weeks ago, my student, grade 2, year 2, broke my laptop. Alright, not a big deal. I didn't yell, get mad, or be nasty at my student. I simply asked her what had happened and that everything was okay, but I had to tell her parents. I asked my manager what to do, and she says to ask the parents for compensation. I do. The parents' attitude was astounding. I brought up the issue with the father, and he didn't apologize for his child's actions at all. He got on the defensive and started asking questions to us if we had insurance. He was obviously trying to dodge having to pay for the repairs. This Tuesday, it was even worse. I meet the mother before class. She kept saying how uncomfortable her child was. She's been feeling uncomfortable for the past two days, she says. Alright, that's okay, I say. It's normal for a kid to feel uncomfortable after they've done something wrong. Once the class is done, I tell the mother that we need to talk about two things. The student's performance in class and the repair for my laptop. When I bring up the latter, she says, Nope, I don't have time for this. After repeating myself multiple times that we needed to talk about it, with her repeatedly saying she doesn't have time, she walks away, grabbing her daughter and running away from the conversation. I found out yesterday that the mum contacted the company, threatening to sue me. 
I'm in utter shock. I'm still a young person, and I have a lot to learn about the world, but I've done nothing wrong. The lack of sympathy and empathy she had for me was astounding. I used my laptop to provide the materials for her daughter's learning, and this is how she treats me. The mother's actually been entitled on multiple accounts, like telling me how to do my job and walking into one of my classes for 15 minutes, calling her husband about financial issues. I feel so down and depressed because of her. She's made my job feel unfulfilling. I love teaching children, and I love seeing them grow. But ironically enough, it's the parents who are spoilt and immature. They're also pretty rich and wealthy. I actually wonder how much those last few words OP said plays into this whole thing. They're also pretty rich and wealthy. You know, maybe a lot of these people, they grew up wealthy, and they've just always had an expectation or been surrounded with a reality where they can get away with pretty much whatever they want. And if there's a controversy surrounding them, they can just run away from it or dodge it long enough for it to go away while somehow their money fixes everything. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like our next story from Holden Position 4, My Parents Enabled My Little Brother's Mini Bike Mayhem With My Mini Bike When I was 17, I bought a used mini bike and used it to get to and from a part-time job. Those who've read my previous posts know what my little brother is like. The boy my parents extra coddled because he was diagnosed as high-functioning autistic. And anything I had, my brother had to have too. And if I refused to give it, my parents generally took it. At least, until that behavior was exposed to the public when my parents tried to cancel my 14th birthday. After that, my parents stopped forcing me to give my stuff to my brother whenever he wanted it, and that led to some extra huge tantrums from him. My brother would look for things around the house to throw to the floor and break, usually dishes. My parents actually stocked up on plates from secondhand stores because of that. When I got the mini bike, my brother was upset I wouldn't ever let him ride it. But he's destructive with all his stuff. Every time he broke his BMX, I'm the one who had to fix it. Change a flat, new pedals, new tire, new handlebars, new brake line, etc. He's got a stunt BMX that he begged for. And my parents spend hundreds on it, but as much as he loves it, he never fixes it himself or properly takes care of it. Just calls me over begging me to fix it. My parents got him the parts and have the tools, but he never bothers to do anything more than pump up a tire. And even then, he usually tries to get someone to do it for him. He's also very careless in where he leaves the bike. He left it in a neighbor's driveway, and its handlebars got run over by the neighbor's van. He somehow destroyed the pedals and a new pair had to be put on. He broke the rear brake line while having a tantrum too. The tire was understandable though, since those wear out. But it wasn't hard to swap it and I shouldn't have had to have come over on a Saturday to do it when my brother is perfectly capable of doing it himself. So darn right I'm not letting him take my mini bike on a joyride. Especially with gas prices being so high these days, the mini bike gets like 60 miles per gallon. So what if it only goes 40 miles an hour? I only have a 5 mile commute anyway. About a month before my brother's 14th birthday, my parents called me begging for me to come over and fix the BMX again. Little bro had worn out the rear tire down to its threads. I was annoyed, but I came over anyway because they offered to pay me. I swapped the tire and sat down for a bottled water because it was like 100 degrees that day. My brother watched me work on the bike till I was done. His helmet was on, so I figured he was just waiting to go riding on his bike. 
but the moment my back was turned, I heard my minibike start up outside and then take off. Little bro took off like a rocket down the street on it before I could get out of the garage. I freaked out, but my parents tried to play it off. Though when I didn't placate them, they said they'd get my minibike back right away. But for them, that was more like just waiting until my brother came back with it. I was annoyed and I wanted to call the police, but I'm not sure if they'd call it a domestic issue or not. My brother finally came back an hour later. He'd somehow not crashed, but the moment he saw me, he took off again. He drove the bike till it ran out of gas and my parents had to go get him. To say I was furious was an understatement, but my parents basically rolled their eyes, handed me 40 bucks and claimed it wouldn't happen again. I said it better not or I'd call the cops next time. Not sure if it helped, but they seemed to take my warning. I had to push my mini bike to the nearest gas station to fill up before I could go home. Before I left, I told my parents that if my brother wants a mini bike so bad, then they should get him one, because they then pulled a 180 and said he wasn't ready to have one, because it was a big responsibility, and that it was too dangerous because it's practically a motorcycle. I mean, really? They just let him steal mine for like two hours to go joyriding to god knows where, and they don't want to get him one themselves? Whatever, I'm used to their hypocrisy by now. The last time I went to my parents' house, my brother was massively grounded and in his room for his birthday rampage, I mentioned in my first post. But just to be sure, I pulled the spark plug wire off my bike before I entered the house. My brother was glaring at me from his window when I left. I just gave him a goofy wave and drove off. Sadly for OP, to me this sounds like a situation where... No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try to push back on it, you might get a little bit of leeway, but you're just going to have to always have that asterisk on how to treat them or how you're going to be treated every time you're around these people. Because clearly they just don't care enough to respect you or your stuff the way they should. This next story is from JoyRick55. Karen broke my cubes for teaching me a lesson. So this happened four years ago. I was 11 at that time and my mother decided to throw a small party because my father got a promotion at his job. There were a lot of guests. I was busy playing with my friends when I heard a loud noise from my room. Obviously being an idiot, I ignored it. Sometime later, I heard it again, and my friends told me to check up just in case the shelf unscrewed. It happened a lot at my old home because the cement used was faulty. I go in and find that some random kid who I don't know is inside me and my sister's room looked about 9, and was literally banging on my computer's keyboard. I obviously tell him to stop, and then he decides to throw a Pyraminx at me. For those who don't know, Pyraminx is a type of Rubik's Cube which is a triangle in shape. I was and still really am into cubing and had quite a few cubes on my computer desk. The Pyraminx's pointy side hit me in the face, I was standing kinda close to him so it hurt. I scream, and my friends come running along with some adults and the kid's mother, who I didn't recognize at the time. Obviously first, everyone helped me get up. The pain was slowly reducing at that point, but you could see a highly visible mark on my face, and asked what happened. I tell them everything, and they start questioning that kid. His mother then just goes in front of everybody and tells them that there's no way that her kid did this and that I am lying. She then proceeds to guilt trip me by saying that it's my fault I didn't lock the door to my room. The room was on the second floor of the house and the party was happening in the garden. My father then came and started arguing with her and all the adults took his side. 
The lady starts to get more angry and calls me very wonderful and beautiful names, which my father didn't appreciate, and told her to leave. She then decides to grab a lot of my Rubik's Cubes, including a Gan Cube. For people who don't know, Gan Cubes are crazy expensive, and this cube particularly was around $30 and threw them off the balcony, and then decides to pay like $8 and says, He deserved that. Anyway, take this money and buy him those cubes again. With a strange face. Here's the rest of the conversation. The father said, Those cubes are worth way more than that. The lady says, Well, I know the economy. Yeah, she said that. And I know how much a Rubik's Cube costs. And these don't look to be more than $8 to me. Plus, I'm just teaching him a lesson for not lying. Father said, What proof do you have that he's lying? You're basically making up stories about him, and he threw his favorite cube. He was talking about the Gen, which was worth more than $20. The lady says, well, it's your fault that you decide to buy your kids expensive toys and spoil them. This was the only expensive thing I had in my cube collection. Father said, it's my money, and I bought it for his birthday. Also, you're arguing in my house. I'll appreciate it if you pay the proper amount and leave. The lady says, nope. is all I'm gonna give. She then proceeded to put the money on the table and walk out with her kid, who was still trying to break my keyboard like it's his. I later found out he's really short-tempered and his mother never scolds him for it. My father then locks the door and some adults hold her while he calls the police. She ended up paying a good amount of money to us as a fine for several charges, which my father never told me about. Because of that, I always believe in Karen stories, because I know people like these actually exist. I just love how bold this lady is. They go and just break something, and then they say, nope, I'm only going to give you this much to reimburse you. Like, I'm just imagining going to like an antique shop, just smashing some plates and whatnot. They say, that plate's worth $100. You say, nope, all I'm giving you is this crisp $20 bill. I'm leaving. Plus, I'm teaching you a lesson for not locking your store. Our next story is from MLS0510. How do I tell my parents they still owe me $10,000? Ever since I could start making money, I started saving. By the time I was 16 years old, I'd bought my first car, $1,700, with cash, and still had $1,500 in a savings account with a full-time job and a second part-time job. My parents had full access to this account because I was still a minor. When I was 17, my family took a trip that my parents couldn't afford. They asked if they could use some of my savings and they would pay me back. I agreed. Little did I know, they would use that as permission to take money out regularly. Hundreds of dollars every month for three years. When I finally realized, I stopped putting money in that account, opened a checking account, and a new savings account at a different bank. The last time they took money out was August of last year. I was 20 at the time. I worked for them as well, and many times I would just not get paid. I always kept track of that and I still know the exact amount they missed. I always kept track of how much I should have, in writing, every check, every payment, and every withdrawal I made. I knew exactly how much I should have in my account, and it was well over $10,000. And with that money, I wanted a new car. $18,000 was the cost and by selling my other car I had enough and then some, or so I thought. When I went to check how much money was in my first savings account, it was empty. I had nothing in that account. There should have been $10,000 or more and it was empty. 
I went straight to my parents and told them I wanted this new vehicle and asked them to help me pay for it because they still owed me money. They were reluctant at first and denied owing me so much, but I practically begged for them to help. They finally did and paid the remainder of my work money, $3,000, and they bought my old car from me for $5,000. I paid the rest with the money from my new savings account. I moved out last October, and when I brought up the money they owed me, I was told they don't owe me more than $1,000 because they paid for my phone and car insurance while I was living with them, and they helped pay for my newest car. We never had rules about my bills, they just paid for it without a word. I'm okay with deducting that from the total, but I'd rather not. It was money I made fairly, and they just never told me I had to pay them anything, and I did offer. As for the car, they only paid off my work money, not even the money they took from me. In total, they took over $10,000. I have no idea how to bring this up, and how I could even win this battle. I'm looking to buy a house and have a wedding soon. That extra money would be extremely helpful, and our relationship is still rocky since I moved out. I don't want to make things worse, but it is a lot of money that I kind of need. I feel bad for OP because they're definitely getting screwed over here. I'm definitely not blaming OP, but there definitely is a little bit of an element of letting them get away with so much here. I think the hesitancy really stems from not wanting to rock the boat too much, right? Not wanting to damage a relationship or strain things, but... At the end of the day, they did steal a lot of money from OP, and OP's entitled to that money, and being straight up with them and demanding it is a pretty fair thing, I think. You just have to go into it being okay with all kinds of outcomes. Our next story is from Deaf to Your BS. Two parents left their infant toddler to go on amusement ride. I went to Six Flags over this past weekend to celebrate a friend's birthday, and all was well until we were in line for this one ride. The line wasn't too bad and it was about a 30 to 40 minute wait. As we were waiting in line, I noticed these two parents with their toddler in a stroller just ahead of my group. And I thought to myself, how are they going to watch the kid and go on the ride? I naturally assumed that each parent would take a turn on the ride and one would stay behind to watch their kid because that's a logical solution. Nope. When it was time for them to go on the ride, we watched these idiots roll their stroller with the poor kid in tow into the fast lane and then they both freaking turn around and head toward their seats on the ride. This poor kid immediately starts crying and sobbing for their mommy. And the poor worker in the fast lane, who was definitely not getting paid enough to handle this BS, just froze in shock. I hope he added babysitter to his resume because that's what the idiots clearly thought that was on his name tag. When I tell you that everybody in line was just in shock, like jaws were dropped and mean glares were thrown, to the woman who was working the microphone and managing the ride, you are everybody's hero. She immediately grabbed the mic and said, absolutely not, your child needs a supervisor at all times. Finally, the parents read the room and shamefully got out of their seats to mend for their child and conversed on the way over. It was clear that they agreed the mother should go first, and off she went. The camaraderie I felt in that line that day was top tier, because everyone was glaring at the father as he was waiting for his partner to finish the ride. By the time it was the father's turn, it was clear that he got secondhand embarrassment from the public shaming, because by the time he took his seat, his head was lowered. This was my group's turn to take the ride as well, and it was awesome. The parents could not have gotten out of that ride any faster by the time we finished. May this be a PSA, if you're a parent and your child's too young to go on any of the rides, 
please, for the love of God, just hire a nanny for the day, or even better, leave your kids at home with a trusted babysitter. The workers at theme parks are not your freaking babysitters and that is not within their job description. It's embarrassing that that even has to be explained. I certainly hope that kid is old enough to not have that memory stick around for a while, and I hope this is a really good learning lesson for those parents to not treat their kids like they can just be dropped off somewhere and walk away. Good on everybody in this place for shaming those parents and making them feel like they actually should have. This next story is from Ion Trapping. The school bus chauffeur didn't handle bullies attacking me until I bullied him into submission. This was more than 10 years ago. I'm from a small town in Puerto Rico. The high poverty rate and prevalent old school conservative mindset type of town. Imagine a small poor town in the southern part of the US, but Hispanic. I've always been bullied since I can remember. I was a straight student, but my family was disregarded as very poor and uneducated. So everyone resented me because if my family was so poor, then I should have been a failure at school too, according to them. My high grades allowed me to have an internship in my senior year of high school. I was allowed to only study part-time and work part-time as a receptionist at a veterinary clinic. My old bullies were so angry since most of my peers didn't have the grades to have that arrangement being made for them. Also, remember this was a very poor neighborhood. So bullies started harassing me because of jealousy. The chauffeur ignored it. My dad and I went to the driver's home to talk to him since he's also the owner of the bus line and he still ignored our pleas for help. I was so afraid and nervous I honestly thought I was going to be physically injured from facing my bullies. Imagine 10 plus teenagers saying things and throwing things at me on the bus, inciting me to fight them. One day, out of fear and desperation, I thought to myself, I can capitalize on me being shy, silent, and highly intelligent. You know, the smart kid that goes crazy and starts killing people because people bullied him or her kind of stereotype. I got up and walked to the chauffeur and I told him, Tomorrow, if they continue bullying me, and if you continue not to defend me, I will do something. And as the only adult here, you will pay the legal consequences of my actions. You'll regret it. That did it. Next day comes, people start throwing crap at me. The chauffeur abruptly stops the bus in the middle of the street. Then he starts screaming out of his lungs, Stop this crap now! I'll kick you out of the bus, and you'll never find a ride to school, god darn it! That did it. No more bullying. Thank God. In retrospect, I'm lucky the police nor the FBI were involved. I've never been involved in school fights and I'm lucky I was still a minor. I didn't have any plan B. I wasn't going to do anything. I had no weapons or means to defend myself. I just used psychological warfare to defend myself. To this day, I'm low-key proud of myself for that moment. I mean, to be honest, it's sad that it had to get to that point but I don't blame OP for trying whatever they had to to get this incessant bullying and straight-up abuse to end. If it worked, it worked, and OP should be proud of themselves for finding a way to put a stop to it. And by all means, how it ended, a relatively innocent way despite the implications behind what OP said to the chauffeur. Our next story is from Nat C.H. Arant, small but so satisfying. My small studio apartment really only had one place that made sense to put a bed, so my upstairs neighbor's bed was, inevitably, directly above my own. I never met them in the year I lived there, 
yet I became thoroughly acquainted with the fact that their bed squeaked. At the time, awakening me from a dead sleep at 3 in the morning required vigorous levels of squeakage, but my neighbor managed it several times a week with impressive duration. It took a while, but I eventually decided on an appropriate response to what was, after all, an unintended, if very real, annoyance. I just needed to wait for the next squeakphonic performance to put it into effect. The wait was not a long one. 26 years later, I still fondly imagine their reaction the next morning to finding on their doormat a large can of WD-40 with the note attached reading simply, your bed squeaks. Whatever that reaction actually was, I never heard another squeak from them. I'm just wondering what action the neighbor took after this point, like making an effort of doing their business somewhere else, or trying to be really gentle? It's kind of funny, but it's like hard to blame them for like being at fault for anything. Just a really unfortunate side effect. Maybe the WD-40 really did help. And our final story of the day is by Esper Arbiter. I put the entire preschool class in timeout during lunchtime. I, 30-year-old male, was a bit of a cheeky little boy and as far back as preschool, I remember getting up to mischief and being an outright menace. It was during one fateful dress-up day in pre-primary during lunch. I dressed up as a little cowboy and remember my pants being just a tad too big. I had to keep pulling them up so they wouldn't fall to my ankles. I remember being on the playground, running away from what seemed to be about two or three other kids, and simultaneously trying to pull my pants up. They were yelling something like, Tiffany likes you, and I guess I was nervous and didn't know what to think because I kept running away. I kid you not, I turned around at one point and the two or three kids had turned into the entire class of primary school kids chasing after me and screaming something about someone liking me. I remember running up to the teacher and she actually thanked me for coming to her at that time, rather than taking matters into my own hands, which is what I'd usually done. The next moment was me playing by myself on the playground and looking at the entire class of kids in time out sitting in a row watching me, watching them. It was such a bizarre moment in my life, I guess it's why it stuck. It seems pretty obvious that OP back then definitely was some kind of a menace to all their classmates because managing to make the entire class despise you or at least want to like get back to you enough where they're all chasing you, I think you must have accomplished an impressive body of work in pre-primary. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was even more insane than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video, or if you missed my latest video, click on the one on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.